Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The phenomenon we're all going through now as, um, I guess this fall sort of marks uh, completely unofficial and certainly not unanimous return to something resembling normal, but it does for a lot of people. A lot of people going back to the office after a couple of years of stop and start with the pandemic and all the rest. And that's going to present some new challenges, present some new opportunities. One of the challenges, and this is really interesting, um, those of you who've ever worked in an office or some kind of communal space, um, think about this for a sec. How many times has the temperature been an issue? I know in all the TV stations and the radio stations I've worked in, it's almost always a constant discussion. And I'm sure it's like that in a lot of different workplaces. And where does that in, fit into the whole work from home discussion so many companies are having right now? Because it's a big, big issue. And according to the data, it's a much bigger issue for women than it is for men for some very good reasons. Let's find out why. We're going to chat now with Liam O'Brien, who's a professor in architectural conservation and sustainability engineering at Carleton University. Liam, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me. So we're going to talk about the temperature in just a moment. But to start, let's just sort of lay the groundwork here. Some of the work that you and your colleagues did around this return to work situation and, um, you know, the, the data that you gathered, the questions you asked, what you were looking into. Yeah, for sure. Um, so actually, believe it or not, before COVID started, I got a fairly large grant to study um, telework and the sort of holistic energy impact um, because most people assume you know, if you're not driving to work or, or getting to work in other ways, you're going to save energy. This is good for the environment. Um, but it turns out it's a lot more complicated than that because when we're at home, you know, we're more likely to have heating and cooling yeah. at a comfortable temperature. Um, and there's all sorts of sort of rebound effects that are not so obvious. And we're um, talking so, specifically here about thermal comfort is what you've termed it, which which makes perfect sense. But just walk us through what that means and what often controls how comfortable somebody is thermally. For sure. Um, so, so one of the things that came out of our study is a lot of people saying one of the reasons they don't want to go back to work is that uh, they have a lot more control over thermal comfort. That's sort of the, the scientific term for, for the temperature and how comfortable we are um, at home. And so at home, you can, to a large extent, wear what you want. You know, as, as many of us have experienced you know, people can only see you above the shoulder, so there's a lot of flexibility in what you wear. Um, you have a lot of control over your thermostat settings. It's only a negotiation with your family members, not your yeah. entire workplace, um, and so on. So there's a lot of opportunities to improve comfort at home that we don't have in the workplace. And interestingly, your data shows that it really breaks down even further along gender lines, right? Women are far more commonly uncomfortable due to the temperature in the workplace. Yeah, so... so uh, thermal comfort theory is rooted in um, ensuring that men typically are comfortable according to sort of the, the business suit, the, t the typical office attire, at least in the 70s. Um, and that really doesn't reflect um, comfort conditions if you're wearing less. So, for example, a skirt or a, a blouse or something a little bit more lightweight than a suit. 
You know, and with all conversation we're having now around workplace equality and how important that is, this seems to fit. And I don't think I've ever heard anybody talking about this before this week. Um, but obviously, it's an important consideration. It needs to be part of this conversation, right? Absolutely. Um, and I would say it's not just a gender issue. It's even um, a, a sort of a, a, a race issue um, in that a, a lot of people coming from warmer climates or, or colder climates are not accustomed to the typical uh, over-air condition that we use in, in uh, North America. Really? Absolutely. So I've had a lot of visitors come from Europe, uh, and, and they're frigid because they're just not used to having air conditioning, uh, bringing temperatures down to 21 degrees or so, and so they're often wearing uh, jackets and so on just to compensate. <laughs> See, now, I mean, that's where you get into the problem here, Liam, because, you know what, you, you're talking about a workplace, and let's just pick a number, 100 people. You're not going to find a temperature that's going to work for everybody, right? So so what's the remedy here? What's How do you manage to to make this work for everybody in the workplace? Absolutely. Everyone's different. Um, and, and it might be their, you know, their physiology. It might be, uh, the, the, the clothing level they yeah. choose. It might be the activities they're doing. Um, I think the remedy is to come up with a temperature that's reasonable. So a 21 or 22 Celsius is, is pretty good. Um, but then provide means to tailor conditions for individuals. Um, so the simplest is probably having a more relaxed, uh, uh, dress code, but that's not always possible, of course. Um, but there's all sorts of devices that, that can go on desks um, that can provide more comfort. So we have heated or cooled chairs, um, but, but even cheaper than that, we can have desk fans. Um, there's, there's hand heaters, there's foot heaters. So there's all sorts of technologies that provide comfort to individuals. Um, and the benefit is not just the sort of physiological benefit of, of warming and cooling. It's also the psychological benefit because... Um, People worry, believe it or not, that they're going to annoy others if, if they make adjustments yeah, sure. to affect lots of people. Um, so if you can provide uh, technology that, that allows people to improve their own conditions without annoying others, that's ideal. Makes perfect sense. I mean, I mean, that comfort can sort of really affect the way you go about doing your job. So it makes perfect sense to me, Liam. It really does. Absolutely. Um, and it's it's an economic uh, situation as well. If you're uncomfortable, you're going to be less productive, and that's going to vastly exceed the cost of installing these sorts of technologies, right? So it's a no-brainer yeah. for employers. Exactly, yeah. Great stuff. Liam, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it.